0: I'm a feminist but sometimes when I'm watching like a modern James Bond that they've gone to a great deal of effort to make a bit less sexist I think I'll just fucking bring back Sean Connery and be done with it <laughs> because honestly fucking honestly I'm like what well, you've made Emma a woman does this make any of this better like they don't let him fuck five women a movie anymore <laughs> they just let him like fall in love with one and then she dies and he feels sad <laughs> And then he fucks another one quickly to stop feeling sad. And he fucks a third one usually because she's bad and he's trying to get something out of her. That's the sexiest one, yeah. isn't it? The sexiest one is when he fucks the enemy one.
3: He didn't have any sex in the last one, right? No sex. What's Do you up have with no... that? <laughs> yeah,
0: this is the thing. It's not really why I go to Bond. Although I was very happy Phoebe Ola-Bridge wrote on it and I saw lovely Phoebe gags in it and all those sorts of things. Yes. But in general, and, yeah. you know, I'll watch anything Phoebe does, but in general, I'm just like, do you know what I mean by this? Instead of making something that's incredibly sexist, like just let's dial it back and pretend it's okay, I say either stop doing it or go full throttle. <laughs> either just go, look, we're here for an hour and a half, let's have him fuck a load of enemies, but super sexily.
3: Yeah. Like peg <laughs> Give the people
0: what they want. Someone in the front row has literally shouted yes and clapped. It's why I watch Mad Men sometimes. Yeah. Like most of the time I'm watching it for the feminism. And, <laughs> no, I am. Because I want to see Peggy grow and evolve through the 60s and fight the men and get into a slightly better room and a slightly nicer dress to be treated like a slightly better class of shit. Oh. It's that is all that's really what happens. Yeah. But she's powering out for us, and so is Joan. They're, they're powering out for us. It's an amazing show. And I, I, I'm mostly watching it for the feminism,
3: I watch it for the smoking. <laughs> It gets me smoking again, which is.
0: That's what we all want.
3: (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Now a health ad. Okay, uh, I'm a feminist, but I thought I was being catcalled last week, and as I turned around to give the guy the middle finger, uh, realized it was not a catcall at all, but a man uh, talking to his daughter in her stroller. um, (gasps) Oh,
4: oh, oh. (laughs) I
3: immediately felt both disappointment and arousal. Yeah, like I thought he was like making like goo goo gaga that's know? why and I was like that must be for me
0: why did you feel aroused just because your ovaries were activated yeah, by a man being nice a, to a yeah, child man's yeah man's being good to a baby there's uh, no woman
3: around I'm like well I must tend to this child yeah. now so man holding baby
0: on Athena poster and you just go oh he's Sploosh. a father. Yeah. yeah total yeah
3: okay.
0: yeah Yeah, if I get catcalled, I can in one. It's the same thought. It's just one run on sentence that goes, that's terrible, still got it. (laughs) Excellent. I don't approve of catcalling.
3: For other women.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a. I just don't approve. I don't like aggressive, like, (laughs) oh, I love. Don't like that. But one time I was walking down the street and a man just went, groovy chick. And it was really nice because it wasn't it wasn't trying to have changed me, it wasn't, yeah. me it wasn't trying to make me blush, he wasn't trying to make me annoyed, he wasn't trying to like, it wasn't performative, it wasn't for anyone else. It was just like a little acknowledgement that I was, in fact, a groovy yeah. chick.
3: Accurate. Absolutely. That's accurate. That's accurate, you got your vibe.
0: Okay, I'm gonna do one on top of that. I'm a feminist, but I always fear I maybe have had my last cat call. <laughs> happens again I'm angry with me. but don't do it if you are a man don't do it don't do it don't do it don't do it it's not good and I don't like it but I do know that uh, one day will be the last right? one day it's got to be the last time that anyone
3: no actually I'm going to stipulate in my will that I will be catcalled in my casket that will I be will and come I won't and do be that. there for you yeah, what please. would you like me to say? <sighs> look at this fucking sexy piece of ass <laughs> just like that I want finger guns I want like I want confidence
0: is there anything I can say that won't get me kicked out of your funeral because that
3: yeah like it'll be in the synagogue so like no anti-semitism <laughs> but everything else nothing else is off off limits in off-limits. what world would I do anti-semitic cat calling <laughs> I don't know Deb, I don't know Deb, it's a
0: crazy world right now, I don't know (laughs) You've misunderstood the title of the show like so many people here tonight Somebody suggested Groovy Chick from the audience which I thought was nice, that would be a nice I might get a t-shirt that says Groovy Chick and then then I'm carrying my own like pleasant street I think it wasn't a cat call, it was a pleasant street compliment Yeah (laughs) I'm going to write that down pleasant street compliment PSC classic yeah I think you're allowed to give a pleasant street compliment if you get the tone right you don't know if you're going to so don't do it but you if you know that you're good if you know you know and I sometimes think well surely old men will catcall old women they don't they catcall young women that's the tragedy that's the
3: real problem
0: that's not all of it's a real problem talk about a new thing
3: ah okay (laughs) um i'm a feminist but i uh have a thing for bad boys and in 2023 that means i have a thing for incels oh you don't i'm sorry but like it no. honestly no i don't actually well i listen no. listen, wait stop this is not just right. stop it what? i'm getting canceled tonight i know but listen wait wait stop it listen listen no. listen deb In 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 a recent in recent history, a bad boy was like smoked cigarettes. (laughs) Like that was a bad boy, and now a bad boy is like toxic. (laughs) And and I like bad boys. I don't like toxic masculinity. I don't like incels, obviously. But like I like a bad boy, (laughs) and they haven't evolved. Can I just say to my needs?
0: Babe, if you volunteer to have sex with an incel, yeah. he's no longer an incel. Yeah. And there's your fucking paradox. Yeah. Because an incel means an involuntary celibate. Yeah. And you're going to take that away from him by sitting on his face.
3: That would be great, though. That also... That would feel about like a power move. That's a power move. And that's that's solving the problem, right? That's, listen, that's doing my part.
0: Listen, that is a very very disturbing fetish I don't mean to kink shame you but I'm forced to okay that's fair I'm a feminist but sometimes when I have PMT I like having the patriarchy to hate (laughs) it's really nice to have something to hate isn't it you know when you're just angry for no reason you just go I'm allowed to hate the patriarchy I call it (laughs) hatriarching
3: I, I'm sorry. What's PMT? Oh, PMS. Oh, why didn't you say PMS?
0: Oh, because I think. Do, do you all say PMS here? Yeah. Oh, oh, did I cut fuck that joke? Because yeah. you didn't know what it was. That yeah. would have been a lot funnier. Yeah, they would have laughed. In Australia, we often say S, and I just thought, is it T or S here? I, I couldn't remember. What's that. the T for? Trauma? Tension. I don't know which one it is here. Which one is it here? S. It's S here. S. And people are saying T. Okay, all right. Okay, We we've love got, each other. We found the two kinds of feminists. <laughs> the PMTs and the PMSs. Yeah. We, will, we will rumble at dawn. Yeah.
3: Wowzers. Have, have you got any more? Yeah, I've got so many. Uh, <laughs> I'm a feminist, uh, but it really bums me out that no one's ever told me I'm too hot to do comedy. <laughs> I've never been told that. Is that a thing people say? That's a thing people say. Listen, listen, y'all. Who, I'm going to let you in on is some... Is that these fucking incels this, you've no. hanging around no, 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 It's not even incels. I've it's never not even incels. heard this. Never heard listen, this. Listen, why haven't I heard it? Understand. Why has no one said to me too hard to do comedy in my whole damn it's life? It's bad news. I'm, I'm unfortunately a part of like several group WhatsApp chats, like all female comedy chats. And like the number one complaint is women comics coming on the group chat and being like... Oh, Another man told me today that I was too hot to do comedy. And I, the only feeling I ever have is jealousy. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're complaining about that? I, I feel I'm the right
0: amount of hot to do comedy. Yeah. I well, think like it's, I'm sort of bubbling. I'm like, I'm not like, I'm not boiling point. But it's a simmer. I've got a simmer about me, I think.
3: I think you're, I think you're a rolling boil. Is that the a rolling boil? Yeah, a rolling boil. You yeah, know, yeah. I never thought it'd be a compliment to be called a rolling boil, yeah. but
0: yeah, it's oh, when it you say it, yeah. sounds like yeah, a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I think I like. I don't really. You know, when I was younger, I definitely wanted to be like. You know, we were all told we had to be Jennifer Aniston or Jennifer Lopez. Pick one, and now I just think you know Sofia Vergara. That kind. I think. Well, wow, well, wouldn't it be great to be her for twenty four hours? But then also people would get very distracted and they wouldn't listen to what you said. Great. And I don't think it would be, I don't think it would be relaxing at all. No. I don't think I'd like it. I think I like being medium warm.
3: Oh, God. I don't think you're medium warm. I think you're very hot. I really? Think, yeah, I do. I, I think I honestly am now, it's true when, when you're young, I mean, and I grew up in the 90s, like you are conditioned to, mm. to want to look like a certain celebrity or whatever, that's your mindset. But now I think, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like we're now like, no, be the hottest version of yourself. Like mm. that's sort of the new, right? Am I Or am I wrong? <laughs> am I totally off the mark?
0: I think, yeah, I, I'm a feminist, but I know how to get people to say I'm hot. Mm. It's by saying, I don't think I'm really that hot. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm a little hot, but I think I'm warm rather than hot. And I find it's never once failed me. Well done. Have you got any more?
3: Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> I'm a feminist, but I got a Brazilian for this podcast recording. Wow. Shut it down. We're not going to do better than that.
0: Well done, Zoe Bras. Do you really get a Br- for Brazilian for tonight? What, just to feel all fresh and waxy?
3: Just in case. <laughs>
0: Live from Soho Theatre in London, The Spontaneity Shop presents The Guilty Verminous* with me, Deborah Francis White, guest host Zoe Brownstone and our very special guest, Estebanito, talking about romance. Hello, 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 hello and welcome Soho Theatre. Oh my God, this is so exciting. We're back to the kind of theatre where you can touch people. Don't... <laughs> I didn't touch her because I didn't get consent yet. Can I touch you? Not in a COVIDy place, just in a... But also the knee seems wrong now, doesn't it, as well? That seems a bit bit like the Me Too movements pass me by if I touch you on the knee. Can I just do an ankle? Although in Victorian times that was the knee, wasn't it? It's very tricky. Where would just fist bump? Hey, there you go, there you go. Uh, thank you so much for coming out. Just give us a cheer if you listen to The Guilty Feminist. Just give us a cheer if you don't know what you're at. Oh, you sounded too happy. You don't know what you're at? I don't know. Where where do you think you are? I didn't know it was that comedy until just now. Oh! Didn't know it was comedy! What did you think it was? it was a play. You thought it was a play? Oh God. Okay. Well I feel we should you thought it was a play called The Guilty Feminist, because you're at so theatre and you thought, oh, this will be interesting. Who brought you? Um, that woman there. That woman there. Okay, the first thing you need to learn at feminist school is we don't usually say that woman there. We are very fond of calling women by their names. We just feel it engenders us with a sense of humanity that's so often lacking uh, in our daily lives. Who's that woman there? Uh, What's your name? Consuela, and with such a good name. Why would you not take the opportunity to say Consuela? Consuela. I would take every opportunity if somebody said to me who brought you I would just immediately become very Mata Hari about the whole thing I'd feel like a, a spy I'd just be like who brought you Consuela do you know her we mustn't speak for long it's very dangerous uh, I do not mean to imbue your name with all of that romance um, but, uh, but I feel it deserves it does it make you think of anything else but I bet you get this all the time yeah Everyone who knows what it makes them think of that she gets all the time, just say yes. Yes. Everyone who has no idea what Friends is, say no. Yeah, you don't know, okay. I'm not going to say it because she gets it all the time and I wouldn't want it because I just think it's such a romantic, gorgeous name. And uh, I feel it's the name of a feminist, Consuela. So Consuela, um, you brought that man there... (laughs) I don't wish to say I don't want to assume your gender. Is it... Are you a, uh, Yes, you identify as a man? Okay. Um, so Consuela brought that man there. And did you have a fight or something? Because you're sitting very far apart. A, is this a first date? Because it's not going very well. It's not going very well, is it, gang? It's not going very well. Imagine, imagine coming on a hinge date. I'm taking you to the theatre. He thinks it's a play. Turns out he's sitting eight seats away. Surrounded entirely by feminists. He's not sure he is one. Uh, he's about to find out. Uh, would you identify as a feminist? It's the confidence of men I admire. Because if this was... this is, If you'd accidentally come to a men's rights activist rally and you'd thought it was a play but you're stuck in the second row... And someone said, would you think of yourself as a men's rights activist? Just for self-preservation. I'd go, yeah, love, love rights. More rights for men, please. Mm-hmm. Yum, yum for those rights. Or at least I'm very interested in learning more. That's what I would say. I wouldn't go... Mm. But, because I would feel like, you know, the reality is, if we, if we all just leaned in a bit, you know, we could crush him. Um, now, some people say that's the kind of thing feminists do, and that's why we would never do it. What's your name? Harry. Harry. Of course it is. Harry. <laughs> Harry. 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 What do you think feminism is, Harry? You think it's a movement for the equality of women? Mm. People are impressed. Don't woo Harry for having heard of feminism. Don't woo him. A contemporary feminist stance would be a sort of intersectional stance where we would be looking not just at gender, but the intersection of gender and other privileges or marginalizations, Harry? Yeah. <laughs> Harry would agree with that. Yeah. Why would you, when you've identified that feminism is about equality for women, um, why would you hesitate to say you were one? <laughs> just out of interest? I'm not actively involved in doing anything about it. So I think it's disingenuous for me to say it. So I'm just repeating because it's a podcast. So you, you won't know this, it's a podcast. <laughs> it's no idea. Harry, this is a very popular podcast. It's all over the globe. The reason I'm uh, repeating it into the microphone is, otherwise they might not pick up what you're saying, Harry. And I need them to very much. Because I don't want them to hear this level of laughter and think, I feel excluded, I'm in Sydney. What's Harry saying? He sounds very funny. So, what Harry's saying is, listen, I'm going to say I'm a feminist and I'm doing something about it. It's turned, it's, turned, it's turned the opinion, hasn't it? People are like, we suddenly like Harry now. We go, yes, other men say they're feminists and they're not doing anything. Not doing anything, but Harry identifies he's not doing anything. There were some nods of admiration because the bar is really that low for men. Women are like, he knows he's not doing anything. What a self aware unfeminist, but self-aware though, that's the main thing, isn't it, that's the main thing, that's all we're looking for, yeah, yeah, no, no, we, we went out on Bumble looking for love and equality, and we've come back going, just a man who's shit but knows it, <laughs> a man who knows it, and is not going to gaslight me into thinking he's more than he is, day and fucking night, Harry, and I don't want you to assume again, Harry. I mean, you—you might be very happy with Consuela. You may not be a couple. You may be in a same-sex relationship. I don't know, Harry. I have no idea. You may be single. You may be looking for love in all the wrong places, Harry. Is it okay to inquire as to further? I'm gay. I'm gay? Okay. Consuela and I not quite. Not quite together. Yes. I've yeah. I've got a best gay friend like that. Um, uh, I've got a best gay friend, and we're not quite together. Um, obviously we would be, were, you know. Think, things were different, Harry. So many things could be different. Um, what, do you think, what do you think of the play, Harry? I feel like Consuela and I should act something out. What did you tell him about this? You didn't say it was a play. Oh, oh, there's a whole row of people who think it's a play. There's a whole row of people who think it's a play. So you're not just with Harry. You've not just sat him there. You've brought a bunch of friends. This is your friends. Who, If you're friends with Consuela, put your hand up. It could be the whole audience. Just, Oh, my God, there's people way back there. Consuela, you've brought half the audience. What's happened here? Consuela, you've brought so much of the audience. What's happened? Um, nothing. I got, I got bored of my studying in my master's. And I was like, I want to go to this thing on Friday. Like, Let's go and send it so you sent a group chat so do you know the guilty feminist (laughs) this is so unusual now because the show's been running for quite a few years now so people tend to know what they're coming to or they're with somebody who's brought them it's usually it's usually a straight husband who's been brought because his wife thinks he can learn something I mean there's do you know who else it is though men on third dates bring a date to go huh (laughs) I've brought you to something entertaining, but also you'll note what a feminist I am. <laughs> so if you are in two minds about whether or not we're going to take this to the next level, fear not! <laughs> I have got, I'm a feminist, but I've got so many men in this city laid. <laughs> it's true, it's true, it's true. It's absolutely true. So, Consuela, what did you think this was? Did you just see it on the Soho Theatre website and go, oh, that looks up my street? Instagram, my
4: Instagram.
3: Oh, oh,
0: sorry. I've stepped on your foot, Consuela, I'm sorry.
5: <laughs> what?
0: what? You saw it on Instagram? Um,
5: I just like the idea of questioning what feminism is.
0: Like, Are you happy so far? Because we've done a lot of it with your friend.
1: I think we should grill him more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, excellent. Would you say you're a queer rights activist, Henry? Harry? Harry. Well, I thought you probably are Henry. I was just formalizing it. Are you, are you really Henry? I changed my name at 18 because I hated the name Henry. Oh, you were Henry. You changed it to Harry because you hated it. People have. Did you. When you went down to the Deed Poll office to change your name, did they say, you know, you can change it to anything? <laughs> and were you in that moment tempted? to change your name to something even more exciting than you know, Henry to Harry it's a very short journey when hearing that did you ever at any point stop and think oh, I just really want to say I will be Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. and that's the friends joke if you didn't know it from before Phoebe, that's what Phoebe changed her name to and I didn't want to go there because I just thought oh Consuela will get that all the time but now it's come back around it's clever do you see, it was easy. It was easy before. It was an easy. It was low hanging fruit, but the fruit just crept up the vine. And as a comedian, I saw it. I saw it going up the vine in that moment, and I thought, I'm having you, my fucker. Oh, come on! All right. Are we ready to start the show? Well, then, please welcome to the stage the incredible Zoe Brownstone. Come, come, Zoe. Um, this is The Guilty Feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble goals as 21st century feminists and our hypocrisies and insecurities which undermine them. I'm Deborah Francis-White, with me is Zoe Brownstone, and we are talking about romance. Do you know... We've never once talked about romance I'm as a topic. I can't believe that. We, and I search for new topics now because we talk about sometimes we bring something back because obviously what I thought seven years ago about nudity is not what I think now. You know, and Naturally. I've moved on. Um, I've, uh, my feminism, I've grown up in my feminism. I've got older. I've got more comfortable in my body. And then, you know, it's a movable feast, the body, isn't it? How comfortable we are in it. Yeah. Um, I've definitely changed my politics a lot. My activism, I've understood a lot more. But I don't think in all of that time, I just think that's nuts. I think it's because we maybe didn't think it was a sort of feminist enough topic. And that's actually a very good reason to discuss it because it's something it's a human topic. Totally. It's a human topic. And I
3: think like it's a very gendered topic. I think that there are certain things you can be romantic as a woman or as a man. And it's like, well, Mm. we're abandoning those titles, aren't we? Like gender Mm. is now fluid. And I think romance has to also like evolve past Mm. what we've deemed reasonable as a woman or as a man or as a non-binary person. Like Mm. uh, romance needs to also evolve. That language also needs to evolve.
0: Yes. I don't think I am abandoning the title woman but I want more opportunity for more people to define themselves how they would like to be defined and how they genuinely feel I want more people to be able to say on the outside how they feel on the inside Mm. without anyone going "Eh, it's not a thing um wouldn't that be great wouldn't that be great wouldn't that be great it's not much to ask for really isn't it just if someone tells you who they are believe them that's what mother ayahuasca told me when I was up a mountain in Spain that's true That's true. She said, it was, "Everyone knows who they are, and they'll tell you if you will just listen." Um, and then I had to have the session afterwards with the shaman, um, and something had come up about trans people, and that's what she'd said. And I said to the shaman, and uh, he spoke Spanish, so we had an interpreter, and he was very warm, very spiritual, very you know, you know that kind of person that's hovering above the earth. And he just fe- he felt very hovery.
3: And he's you know, he's sorry, like, was this before or after you did the drugs?
0: It's not drugs. It's okay. a very, it's a divine medicine. It's a divine medicine. And
3: <laughs> it is. Oh, so sorry, my bad.
0: <laughs> it is. And he, uh, I mean, I talked obviously a lot about personal things, but this is something that came up, and I said to him, uh, "Anil, because um, uh, he's a Peruvian plant medicine person. He's been, you know, he's an expert in plant medicine." Hopefully. And he said, <laughs> "What was that?" Hopefully. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> some people are just ayahuasca. Anyway, I'm getting too far down that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he i said to him this is what mother earth had said to me and i said is there anything i'm really fascinated by this is there anything in the peruvian tradition from which you come because this is obviously you know hundreds if not thousands of years old and i was like is, is there anything in the peruvian tradition about trans people and it was the only time he looked annoyed at me and he said deborah this is a divine medicine If Mother Earth tells you something is so, you do not check with a man to see if it is true. Snap. I'm a feminist,
3: but... You got told.
0: Yeah, Mother Earth. But then Mother Earth told me.
3: You had to double check with a
0: man. I, (laughs) literal Mother Earth, told me. And see, that's something I can do better, Consuela. (laughs) If Mother Earth tells me something is so, I shouldn't go to a man and go... Could you just confirm something for me?
3: <laughs> I mean, you went I, to a man, I would have Googled it. So that I think that's well, at least a human. Well,
0: I, I did, just because I was really fascinated as to where this had come from. Because sometimes you, you get told something and you've never heard it before and then you Google it and it is in that tradition. And in the um, Andean Cosmovision, which is the sort of, it's like, it's a way of looking at the world. It's the prism, it's the paradigm for looking at the world from this area where ayahuasca was uh, first discovered that these two plants were put together. Um it said that uh, transgender or third gender shaman were the most sacred in the Andean Cosmovision. But then the conquistadors came bringing Christianity and death in equal measure. And they killed them all because they were like, no, you can't be a third gender. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That happened in North America too. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, in, in indigenous cultures the two spirit is, is revered and that's, it's weird how we've just like forgotten all of this. Like that's, that's our history, our human history. Yeah, so it's our human
0: history. But yeah, our more recent human history is more conquistadors than third gender shaman, sadly. Yes. Yeah, I had such an amazing time with an ale and shaman and I've had very rarely had a good time with conquistadors. Oh
3: <laughs> There's so still time. If, if, if shaman and conquistadors are the real
0: two genders, yeah. I'm going to pick shaman.
3: That's a good choice.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a great choice. I stand that. Right. You could think of it like a little play if you wanted to. It's <laughs> a so good, good part of this audience thinks thought they were yeah, coming I, to a play. I, I heard, you heard that's yeah. amazing.
3: That's, I love that energy. I think we should act out a little yeah. play later yeah, when we Esther might.
0: comes on. Yeah, yeah. Greek okay. tragedy. I think we should improvise the play we think they thought they were coming to see. Yes, yes. If it just said guilty feminist, yeah. I think we should improvise it when Esther comes on. Yeah, there's
3: a murder. Oh. She's a guilty feminist. Come mm. on. Oh, that's good. She oh, murdered watching. she murdered Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh.
0: No, that's the opposite. No. That's a guilty
3: feminist.
0: That's a very guilty <laughs> feminist. If it's a
3: feminist that mi- murdered her. <laughs> no, but I
0: think a guilty feminist is a feminist that like might murder like a man.
3: Oh, not, okay. like fine. You, that's, that's 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 classic Deborah has to make it about a man. Like okay. I'm trying to make it about women. <laughs> All she's trying to do
0: is center Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> And I'm like, do we have to kill her when she's already dead? Yeah, (laughs) we do. (laughs) Are you ready for the stand-up comedy? (laughs) Then put your hands together and make incredible woohooing noises for the wonderful Zoe
3: Brownstone. Thank you, guys. You've been so lovely. Um, So my name is Zoe. I moved here uh, recently from Canada. Are there any Canadians in? Nice. That's the most Canadian response. Just like a polite applause. Love that. I love being uh, from Canada. It's cool. I find when I meet a British person, I have to immediately tell them that I'm from Canada. Otherwise, you hear my accent. You assume that I'm probably armed. So I have to be quick about that. Uh, I love living here. I've been here for a year. I love British people in the room. I love... Love you so much. Oh my god, love British people. I love your accent, the way you say some words. Like I, I find so delightful. Like like so like 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 like, 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 like toilet, <laughs> trolley, <laughs> colonialism. <laughs> Sorry, I said that wrong. It's pronounced monarchy. <laughs> <That's, yeah. laughs> I uh, I am I I'm a I'm a self-professed uh, uh, hopeless romantic. Any any other idiots in the room? Yeah, are, truly, like I I yeah, it's awful. I think being a romantic is bad. That's bad news. I don't know. It's not serving me well. I think it's bad. I think it's bad for your health. I think uh, I think romance is like vaping. Let the children do it. You know what I mean? Like it's not. That's not for adults. I don't. I don't think that's good I uh, I think it, it's like it, and it's weird because we're supposed to we're conditioned now like in 2023 we're supposed to be proud I'm supposed to be proud of being alone like I'm supposed to wear that like as a badge of honor when really it feels more like a denim thong <laughs> and the more I try to take it off the higher up my asshole it rides and it's not cute <laughs> um, I uh, did, are there any parents in the room? nice you sound so excited about that <laughs> It's So thrilling. I'm not. I don't have any kids. Uh, my my brother has a kid, and my sister has a kid. And this week I finished a bottle of vitamins. So we're all maturing uh, at a rapid rate. I don't have kids. Uh, I'm I'm scared to have children. If I'm being honest, I think like it must be terrifying to have a daughter. So you have a daughter, like you're going to be afraid for her safety for so long, like her, her bodily safety. I think that's a fear. And if you have a son, you're going to be afraid for his height, and that's like a, that's like a 15 year long mystery. Like you got to wait that out to figure out if he'll be okay. Yeah, no, no kids. I have been I have been a stepmom twice. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I've been a stepmom twice because my love language is being ignored. <laughs> That's what I am—awful, terrible, like uh, temper tantrums, spanking, constant sulking. Like to bring a child into that environment, it's not <laughs> healthy stepmom time so being a stepmom's not it's not good like the sound that you made was perfect no one likes a stepmom like we do not have a good reputation we don't do well in hollywood like hollywood does not smile kindly on the stepmom which is awful like right like stepmoms are always like an evil witch trying to like poison the child <laughs> and it never works <laughs> i thought that was gonna get a bigger laugh uh- <laughs> we do well in porn Stepmoms are sort of the heroes of porn. <laughs> it's like big titted MILFs and stepmoms are sort of the frontline workers of porn. <laughs> um, I, I actually I moved to the Netherlands. This my, my, my latest romantic escapade was I moved to the Netherlands uh, a few years ago to be with a guy, um, a Dutch guy. And <laughs> it's awful. We met at a wedding. Like, it was so romantic. I was the maid of honor, he was the groom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's terrible uh, he w- it's worse he was the best man like that's worse that is terrible I was the maid of honor so I did the honorable thing and I tricked him into having sex with me um, because I'm a sneaky Jew <laughs> sorry that was there's a whole other bit to that that I should have said um <laughs> It was, it was honestly, it was romantic at first. Like he swept me off my feet. We hooked up at the wedding. It was like, very hot. Uh, and then he impregnated me uh with love. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> so I moved to the Netherlands to be with him. And it was, it was it was very romantic at first. When I first got there, he lived in this house. And it was very lovely. Um, he the not romantic part was he did have a roommate, which was not so comfortable for me, um, because she was the worst at like she just never she didn't participate in the household, right? She didn't cook, she didn't clean, none of that. And I would complain to him all the time time i'd be like babe love you love the netherlands i guess um but can we (laughs) we just talk about getting our own place without a roommate and he'd give me the same answer every time which was zoe please stop calling my daughter our roommate so (laughs) stepmom of the year i think that's yeah no it didn't work out thank you for asking (laughs) it got so bad that one night he proposed that we break up so we did (laughs) And now I'm single in London, which is so fun. That's what a wild time that is. Anyone here enjoying being on a dating app? Is anyone having fun with that? Not a one, hey? Whole bunch of feminists. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not... I don't get it. Like, I I really don't get it. It's like, it seems to be the only way to meet someone is is on a dating app. And yet, the dating app formula is flawed completely, right? Because not a single dating app has a rate and review section. (laughs) That's insane. That's insane, okay? I'm on Hinge, the LinkedIn of dating apps. And I think... (laughs) I think it's crazy that you can't scroll to the bottom and leave a review. I have feedback. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's crazy. And all everywhere else on the internet, you can scroll to the bottom, you can leave a review, you can look at other products that you might be interested in. (laughs) It's just logical, right? Like you go down, you go down to a restaurant, you eat a delicious meal, you can leave a review, you got Yelp, you've got TripAdvisor. But you go down on me, you eat a delicious meal. No review, you know? (laughs) It's unhygienic. (laughs) Just think it would be so nice, little review. Just a little like little little fun, little fun stuff, right? Like like for me, for instance, like Zoe talks too much about being Jewish, gives Great Head five stars. Yes. (laughs) So fun and true. That'd be great. I would love five stars. That'd be awesome. Give me all the gold stars. Just don't ask me to wear them on my chest. Okay. Sorry. Another weird Holocaust joke. (laughs) Too quick for some of you. Um, I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm feeling better in 2023 about uh, body issues. I think I'm, I'm I'm feeling good about that. Last year was a bit dark. I was getting into like some really creepy fad diets. Um, do we, we, have we heard of uh, intermittent fasting? Yeah say what you will. It is technically the easiest one, right? Cause it's super simple. For those of you that don't know intermittent fasting, um, for 16 hours, you don't eat no food for 16 hours. And then for the next eight hours, you do as much cocaine as possible <laughs> to prepare for the next 16 hours. Yeah. Very effective. Lots of diarrhea. Highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm taking a break from, from dating right now. Um, I had a recent health scare, um, which is crazy cause I only recently turned 32 years ago and I, <laughs> it, it seems too soon. I think it's too soon. Um, for this, I thought I had a bit more time, but stuff's changing already in my thirties. Uh, I've developed a lazy nipple. I don't know what the medical term is. <laughs> lazy nipple, broken nipple, boner killer. I'm not sure the <laughs> lazy nipple. And it's really, I don't know. So, so Women's nipples, awesome, so cool. I have the transformer type, the shapeshifters, if you will. You know what I'm talking about, right? They change, they morph. Nope, just me. All right, you know, like when you get a little cold or you get a little horny or Whitney Houston like hits a high note, right? They they show up. They're like dog's ears. They can sense excitement. I think it's great. I think it's cool. I love it. I love when they're in synchro. That's fun. Um, But lately, one of my girls, she's not pulling her weight. (laughs) And when I take my top off, it looks like I'm winking at you. It's not cute. It's not a good look. And it's for sure karma. 100% karma. Because in high school, I had a teacher with a lazy eye. (laughs) And we used to fuck. Um, no, sorry. No, no, no. No. Um, no, I had a teacher with a lazy eye, and I used to cheat in her class a lot. I used to cheat in her class um, because I wasn't held enough as a child. Um, and she would, I would cheat, and she would look up, and I could never tell if she had caught me or if she was looking at the boy behind me to the right. And now when I'm in bed with a guy, brag, and he's doing... And he's doing something great. Um, Well, one of my nipples looks him dead in the eye. (laughs) And the other nipple is looking over his shoulder (laughs) at the boy behind him to the right. (laughs) You guys have been so much fun. Thank you. Zoe Bronstad, everybody.
1: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig.
0: Hello, Guilty Feminist. This is Deborah. We have some shows coming up. If you're in London, we will be at the Soho Theatre on the 30th of May and the 31st of May. And we will be at King's Place on the 5th of June, the 22nd of June and the 24th of July. For tickets, go to guiltyfeminist.com and click on live shows. My play, Never Have I Ever, is at Chichester Festival Theatre from the 1st to the 30th of September. Tickets are now on sale, but I'm glad to say they're going fast. So if you'd like to see it, go to CFT. Dot org, dot UK, and look for Never Have I Ever with the incredible Susie Wakoma, Alexandra Roach and Greg Wise and more. And on the 21st of August, there will be a special episode of The Guilty Feminist from Chichester, where hopefully we'll be talking all things Never Have I Ever. Join our Patreon to get ad-free episodes and to support the show. And if you can go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, and give any episode of The Guilty Feminist that you thought was good five stars. We'd really appreciate that. Also, if you could tell someone you know with your face or on a WhatsApp group or on a social media platform that you enjoy The Guilty Feminist and share that with them, it really helps spread the word about the show. Thank you so much. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you coming out live. We appreciate everything you do and supporting any of the activist or artistic causes we share with you. And now, back to the podcast. Our guest today is a self-described Arab Essex girl comedian who will challenge every single preconception of what that means. She won best show at Leicester Comedy Festival and she has been seen on live at the Apollo, the stand-up sketch show and a hypothetical. Please welcome to the stage and to the microphone Esteminato. <clears throat>
5: Hello, hello! What a way to entrance! Just making my way slyly down the stairs. There, the man who was sat next to me up there is like, "Oh, this is exciting!" She's getting up.
4: <laughs> um,
5: this is this is lovely. What a lovely lovely place to be doing the guilty feminists. What a lovely room! It's so much fucking nicer than doing the comedy clubs. It's so much nicer than doing the comedy clubs because the comedy clubs are fucking bleak. They're so bleak. I'll tell you about a gig I was doing. Uh, I did a gig last Wednesday in a comedy club in town, and uh, there was a stag do in the front row. Now, uh, now, if anything says that all your mates think you're an absolute cunt, it's a Wednesday night stag, isn't it? <laughs> That's literally all your mates going, what? Gary's getting married? what Friday or Saturday nah fuck that I'll just do a few hours after work on a Wednesday actually that's the most I'm prepared to give so they're sat in the front row and they're a real bunch of lads bunch of legends you know we all know the type real bunch of lads and the stag he was wearing a veil because like I say absolute lad absolute legend Right, And they were absolutely shit-faced, really shit-faced. And I don't know if you guys know this, but apparently, a oh, little words to the wise, apparently taking cocaine, toxic masculinity and being an absolute prick is back in fashion. <laughs> hey! What a time to be alive as a female comedian. Ah, oh, thank you, Andrew Tate. And, um, <laughs> and the, the stag was sat there with his veil and as close as I am to you, Consuela, as close as I am to you, but, Close as I am to you. And I walked on, first act of the night, and all I said was, hello. And the stag leant forward and chundered everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. All across the front of the stage, across the tops of my shoes. And the veil acted as a sieve. (laughs) So it's all like bits of carrot in the veil. And he got dragged out by security, like... (sighs) And I was just watching him and I was thinking, isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic that right now out there is some woman on a Hindu sat with all her girlfriends just going, oh my god, I'm so lucky I found the man of my dreams. <laughs> oh my god, girls. Yours is out there somewhere. <laughs> And I went home, right? I went home. Now, my dad, he lives with me. He lives with me and my husband and my kids. Now, my dad is a 78-year-old Arab Muslim Lebanese man. And I went home. He answered the door to me. I'm covered in vomit. He takes one look at me and he was like, I wanted you to be a lawyer or a doctor. My God, here you are being vomited on for money. I curse my eyes. Always cursing his own eyes. Always cursing his own eyes. But he gets his idioms mixed up quite a lot, does me old man, right? Because let's face it, English idioms, they're not the easiest, right? They're not the easiest to fathom. So I was telling him about the stag do, and he was like, you know, you know, you know, these people, these people, they really bugger my beliefs. Now, the native English speakers, we know that the idiom is, in fact, it beggars belief. But doesn't It Buggers My Beliefs just make so much more sense to you? (laughs) Don't it make so much more sense? Like if somebody had said during the height of the pandemic, if somebody had said to you at that time that in two and a half years, Matt Hancock would come third in a reality TV show, wouldn't you just be like, fuck me, that buggers my beliefs? (laughs) Yeah. Mate, it don't just bugger them, it shafts them is what it's done. Absolutely, it's amazing the things that people say. It's amazing. Like I I often get quite a lot of angry responses from quite a lot of angry men. And um and like I was coming home from a gig, and this was a little while ago, and I was I was coming home from a gig and I was on the tube and I was reading The Metro, right? Now, this article in the Metro it, it was an article about a man who had been masturbating on the tube, during rush hour, in front of women, and he was arrested, sentenced, and jailed. Thank you. Yeah, well, I love the way the, oh, our expectations are so low. We're like, good for the world, arresting him. But all I did was, I just took a photo of the article, and I retweeted it, and all I said, all I said was how the fuck did he have the space to get his cock out during rush hour that blows my mind most of us can't even get our phones out of our handbags well a very angry man because like I say they often are with me a very angry man he went and responded to my tweet he went and responded at Estemanito hashtag not all men I was like no you are right sir you have taught me (laughs) and I have learned it is not all men not all men (laughs) not any women though (laughs) is it? is it? Not any women, because no woman in the history of buses, trains, trams, no woman has finished a long day in the office, got on a crowded tube, sat opposite Stephen Gary, pulled down her knickers and then fudged herself stupid. Just for a little kick at the end of the day. My God, I know it's not all men. I know it's not all men. I've got a son who's absolutely brilliant. I was raised by a man who's fantastic. I'm married to a man who's fine. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> very Esther Minita,
0: everybody. Yeah. Esther, come take
5: a seat. It's Friday night, the guilty feminist, we're so thrilled to have you. Hello, thanks for having me. Do you have any I'm a feminist butts? Um, I'm a feminist but I really wish my husband would earn more money. <laughs> 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 So that I didn't have to gig to stag do's up and down the country.
0: It's true. It's In true. In sports yeah.
5: centres. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. No, that's fair enough. No. I just want to stay at home and wipe the surfaces. I don't. Want to, <laughs> don't want to do that anymore. Actually.
0: But you, then you can do whichever gigs you want to do. You just don't have yeah. to do the stag do one. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. I. I can see
5: that. Yeah. Could, tell him. Yeah. Tell him. Yeah. Just tell him. Just earn more. Actually. Yeah. 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 I know. mention it because they can
3: just do that, right? Like they can just earn more. Yeah, just ask.
5: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, have you not read the news? Yeah. You just have to ask. Yeah. That's yeah. all you've got to do. So cool. You literally so just walk cool. into the CEO's office, put your penis on the table, yeah. boom, <laughs> <laughs> pay rise yeah. right there. Beautiful. Yeah. By the way, I don't get told I'm too hot to do comedy either. You fucking Sorry. do. You like hey. fucking don't.
3: Well, you are too hot to be doing comedy. <laughs> you didn't say that <laughs> to how me. I, I did.
0: No, you did not. No, you did did not. You did not say it like that. I believe the words were rolling boil, okay? Rolling boil is not the same. We came to rolling boil together after a long conversation. You're right,
3: Deb. You're right. You are too hot to be doing comedy. And now Uh, guess who's the new
0: host of The Guilty Feminist? We are, we, we, is there a, oh, is there a podcast we could do called Too Hot To Be Doing Comedy?
5: Oh, fuck yeah.
3: (gasps) That's a funny idea, isn't it? Too Hot To Be Doing Comedy. Rolling boil. Yeah, Just rolling, rolling
5: boil, yeah, rolling boil. Rolling boil. Rolling sounds very brothy, doesn't it? Uh, like a woman who's making broth.
0: Are broth you more leader? likely? Are you more likely to listen to a podcast and you have to cheer pick one? Are you more likely to listen to a podcast called A Rolling Boil? Cheer now, or, or B Too Hot for Comedy? We'll go with Too Hot for Comedy. Right. Tom, have I got time to do another podcast?
3: He's left.
4: He's left.
0: (laughs) Okay, in that case, to kick the romance chat off, I am going to give you my top five romantic moments uh, with my husband, Tom, who also produces this show, who clearly has left the room. Okay. So number six is now, he shows affection by leaving the room. (laughs) Okay, number five, this is just to start the chat going. Number five, number five, Tom makes me coffee and toast in bed every morning. Yeah. but he does the same thing for the cats so uh-huh. he gets up at, whenever they ask him he gets up to do you know so I'm like is it romance or is it Stockholm Syndrome we don't know
5: <laughs> number four number four I mean if he's unlocking the bedroom door to get to you then
3: you've got <laughs>
5: yeah no like, it's more like clanking you know... the chains before he comes in then
3: you've <laughs> no, got then no, you've got no. the man situation. is ruled by pussy it's great that's fantastic
0: nice yeah. nice, nice that is a very nice guy <laughs> Number four, number four. Uh, If I'm away for Valentine's Day on tour, no matter how far flung, he finds that hotel that some other producer somewhere else has booked and he gets flowers sent there every single year. Every year I'm away on Valentine's Day. And in January this year, I said, darling, don't do that because I'm on tour. I can't take them with me to the next town. I just have to leave them in the hotel room. It's a bit of a waste of money. Just save it when we and I come back. Spend that money on maybe go for dinner or something. And he just looked at me. This is the third of January. He just looked at me and went, "What should I do if I've already organised it?" Third <laughs> of January. Third of January. Third of January. Now, bless him. That's more to be honest, hyper organisation than romance. What um, <laughs> wa, Deb. Yeah.
3: love that. Yeah, it's, isn't it's that very nice.
0: number three? Number three. Number Tad three. Stalkery. i mean we've been married for a long time i feel like to be honest sometimes i think the definition of falling in love is just two two stalkers who mutually agree not to call the police (laughs) think about it yeah totally yeah you 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 check their phone when they're not in the room you follow them home you you keep their hair in
3: a jar so hot uh number three number three number three
0: uh, I did one of my stand-up shows back in the day before The Guilty Feminist. I did one of my stand-up shows around 200 times and nearly every time Tom would watch that show from the lighting booth he'd do the lights and he would text me if I ad-libbed anything new so when I got back to my dressing room it was there if he thought said, said something funny and new and so I'd remember it. And I think that's so much more romantic than like a trip to Paris or something, isn't it? Because it's like he's still listening after 200 shows. He's still fucking listening to anything I've got to say. He's heard the same show. Why hasn't he got headphones? Why hasn't he? It's
3: better than Siri. That's amazing. amazing.
0: (laughs) Better than Siri is the review he would like. Yeah. Yeah.
3: that is incredible
0: I think that's not I do think that's romantic yeah because yep. yeah. Uh, we're told romance is like hearts and flowers and violins and stuff but it isn't it's really somebody still listening to you when you've said the same thing 200 God, times my
5: husband might even come in the show anymore he's like I'm just going to sit in the car park I can't oh. be bothered he's like I can't be bothered to go and listen to you banging on about how you caught me wanky in the shed I'm not doing I'm not doing that again
3: Your husband and, and Deb's husband need to hang, maybe. Hang, yeah. yeah, have a good <laughs> like hang. a support group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> husbands um, of comedians.
0: I think he does all these things precisely because we have a deal that I will never talk about the time I caught him wanking in the shed. <laughs> I, di- I didn't. We don't have a shed.
5: Number two. Number 2 Oh sorry, did you have something else? No, I was going to say, but my husband got really annoyed because I did that clip on Comedy Central and then it went viral around his office. Oh. And, and then, then he got CC'd three times as Shed wanker.
3: <laughs> Whatever. That's I'm sorry. He, that's st- He's still a legend. Like, he would still get legend status in the and office, that's right? Exa- like a, that's
0: yeah. exactly the moment when you say, baby, if you earn mm-hmm. more money, I wouldn't need to do this. Yeah. Wouldn't need to do it, darling. 100%. You go in, you, you get that fucking promotion, and you will never be called Shed Wanker again. Yeah. <laughs> number two, number two. I once told Tom about some old out-of-print book I said I'd loved as a child, but I couldn't remember the name of. Uh, just, I just had a few details, a few sketchy details about what happened and the characters. Just with that, just with like the, the book of equivalent of a police artist drawing of a suspect, but with a kid's book... He found it on eBay and put it in my Christmas stocking. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? And number one, number one, once I had an argument with my husband and then I was catching a flight and we were still arguing and uh, he just went, don't get on the plane. And he ran to the airport, ran to the airport to make up and kiss me goodbye so that I didn't take off with him. He ran, which I'm a romantic comedy writer. That is the highest honour, yeah. including the Oscar. That's the run to get, get a run to the airport. Yeah. I admit yeah. I, I missed the flight, and then they lost my luggage because it was on that flight. It was a fucking disaster. Yeah, that's the but comedy still, part. I had the moment. I yeah. had the moment. They're my top five. I'm wow. throwing those on the table. Wow, as things that I think of a romantic, more romantic than like you know some of the stuff we're told. I feel now been, I can't top that. What do you think about romance and feminism? Do you think? that we are so infected by patriarchal ideas of romance, we sort of almost can't be romantic and feminist.
5: I mean, what we grew up with, especially in the 90s, and this is touching on what you said, Zoe, about going for the old incel types, is that they did kind of indoctrinate us that we should be really excited when a prick suddenly turns around and goes, yeah, you're right, actually. And we're like, oh, my
0: God. (laughs) Or when a man keeps harassing you, even though you've said no, but he comes around with a boombox. Yeah. It's that thing, isn't it? It's like yep. most 80s rom-coms oh are really God. about a woman yeah. who's gone, Barry, I don't love you anymore. Oh my God. And the whole movie is Barry proving yes. to her that she does indeed yes. love him. Yes. Even though she's very sure in the Act yes. One. Barry she should doesn't. not
5: be in a rom-com.
0: <laughs> you what? don't even have to go that far back. No, it's true. Back. It's not a
3: good rom-com name. It? <laughs> you don't even have to go that far back. Like, I recently re-watched You've Got Mail. Oh my God. Like, we all think of that as like, oh my God, classic, Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks. But like the film is about a man usurping a woman's business and then she falls in love with him. Like like nothing happened (laughs) because like the wonderful man saved her from being single. I don't know. Like it's crazy. Or like The Office, like Jim and Pam. Pam didn't want that. You remember that? Pam did not want that for a while, but it's like, oh my God, Jim. Like what? <laughs> not I funny, but real. I think she
0: did. I feel like Pam did want Jim. She just didn't know how to say it. <gasps> I'm not a feminist. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my, my God. Oh my God. She said no a bunch. She said no with her mouth, but like with bunch. her eyes.
3: I'm not a feminist.
0: Yeah, like a bunch. But it was about a woman that,
3: that did, she always wanted him from the moment she saw him. She did. She did. She did. She did. No, I'm we just a feminist like what we're fed to believe is that like they're oh a good God. match what's oh that? that's buggered my beliefs
5: <laughs> i want that on a t-shirt <laughs> i will get that for you i'll get that for you or how to lose a guy in 10 days that used to fuck oh, me. oh that's wow. a, but that's Horrible why i always movie. hated yeah in it fucking bleak yeah
0: what's the most it's implausible that. thing about that is for me is she's a magazine writer it was before buzzfeed but it was like a top 10 you know it was like a listicle right yeah. And she had to go through with it. She couldn't just write it. It could <laughs> knock one of those I out know. in ten minutes. No, she committed Why to the bit. She, she committed to, like, to the bit. Pretend to be a different person every day of the week. Yeah. Like that man would have left her in half yeah. an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She don't yeah. need to listen, I have pushed men away before. It's very easy.
5: It you doesn't don't take don't need 10 to days. turn up yeah. with a
0: poodle and have it pee on his pool table. I want more words with pee in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's a poodle with a pee or the poodle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But you don't... You just have to, like, text him six times in a row. That'll do it. That'll fucking do it. You don't need... Yeah. You just have to kind of go... You just have to say,
5: would you, would you like to not be an ass? And he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. He's gone. So she didn't have to go as far as yeah. she did, but, oh, God, it was so fucking infuriating in that yeah. film. Mm. Oh, it yeah, did my head brutal. in. And then people are just like, oh, my God, it's so, like, classic woman. Like, oh, go fuck yourself. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. What? I'm the- not very articulate. That's the problem. <laughs>
0: No, I, I think I think there's no more words needed than I think that is the most articulate way of saying it go fuck yourself yeah. because you won't be fucking me or when mean.
5: like you're supposed to have these romantic gestures on Valentine's Day oh yeah and then it's like people going and we all know we all know dickheads like it we all know it when you're like oh and he bought me like this really sexy lingerie and lube and like Ew. fucking handcuffs oh. and god Ooh. knows what and you're like no that's just a really great night for him and a really shit night for you mm. it's just like oh always bought me these arseless chaps and you're like Okay. No one wants that. Fuck off. And a teddy. Oh, no. No, that I can't bear.
0: A teddy. Now, are we, are we talking teddy lingerie or an actual teddy bear? Either. Like lit,
3: yeah, either. I've, it's infantilizing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he it's bought creepy. me a teddy. Oh, Grow yeah. the fuck up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'd Do love one. to go out with you because I think it would be really funny.
5: I don't know myself as a just ste- like,
0: yeah, I don't know that my self-esteem would be good, but I I feel it would be so funny. I feel it would be so funny. I wonder what would a feminist romance look like? What what is romance? What's the virtue of it? What's the what's the function of romance? So you're attracted to somebody sexually, but then you want more than just sexy times. You also want them to really care about who you are. This is what I'm thinking this through. Okay. So you you want them
5: to prove that they know you.
0: Oh, that's maybe yes, that's a good one. Okay. We'll write that one down. Prove they know you. But then it's like a quiz, isn't it, that they can fail. And there's a man laughing there, going,
3: I failed. Yeah. Prove
0: you know me. It's a quiz. So um, prove they know you. What else is it? What else there, is romance an, it's I
3: think there's an element of trust. Like, I think, you know, to be to be really vulnerable with a partner, you have to trust that they're not going to, like, laugh at you or murder you. Like, they're you know... They're, wow, that's a low bar for romance. That is a low bar, for, I realise. <laughs> Just don't um, murder me. Please don't kill me or my family. Um, so who are you dating? I'm so terrified. Awful men. <laughs> um, male, yeah. The, male comedians. Yeah, yeah. of course. The,
4: the,
3: yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't do it.
0: Uh, um, what's, the, what's the piece that makes up romance for you? Can you tell me the most romantic gesture that's ever happened to you or that, in fact, you've ever tried to
3: do? You're not going to like it. Okay. <laughs> so while I was, when I moved to the Netherlands, like before I moved, we were doing a lot of back and forth. And like on my third trip to visit him in, in the Netherlands... This is so bad, and I hope he never hears this. Um, I land at Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam. We go to the car. I've got my bags. We sit in the car, and he hands me a small box. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's a gift. <laughs> and I'm like, so, like, I put on so much makeup after flying. and I was, like, trying to look hot for him, and, like, it was terrible. And I open the gift, and it's it's a small, it's a round light. It's a small round light. It's shaped, and it's, like, one of those fucking moon lights. You know what I'm talking about? The fucking 3D printed fucking moon lights. Cool and I it's like shaped like the moon oh and you pre- and it's and it's wireless you press, wireless. A, button, it you press on. a button it lights up it's like a little tiny moon and I and I open it and I look at it and I look at him and he's like he just shrugs he's like I got you the moon
4: oh
3: that fucking funny. asshole <laughs> so yeah of course I went down on him in the car <laughs> like that's <laughs> so romantic he gave did me he, the moon like I, I I fell for that he the gave, he, he gave me he gave me the didn't moon though. he fucking did it <laughs> He fucking didn't. You're right, Esther. He didn't give me the moon. He gave me a 3D printed piece of plastic that was 17 euros on Amazon. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, Does anyone so want to date me? <laughs>
5: <laughs> but it's the way he said it.
0: Yeah. It gave you the yeah, moon. Yeah, that's it. That made it, you yeah. feel it yeah. was the moon. I
3: got a little wet. It was great.
0: It, it reminds me of like, it's a wonderful life when he says I'd get the moon for you on yes. a rope yeah. or I'd last do the moon for he you. He literally did that.
3: Oh, yeah, it's fucked. You didn't. Did it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yes. Yeah. He did not fair. get you the. Minute. It's like
0: it's like buying somebody. You know when you can buy a star for someone and it's just yeah, a certificate.
4: That. And yeah. the, uh, it says named didn't. after yeah. you and it's
0: like, but is it and where is it Sponsored and have they this panda oh, yeah. for yeah, you?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've donated to a charity somewhere yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> for you.
0: Yeah,
5: it's the for you. Yeah, it's the, yeah. the for you. you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
3: What's the most
0: romantic gesture you've ever had or made? It's gonna be great.
5: I've, I'm not so good with the old romance Yeah, uh, i got to say I find it all a bit cringe and a bit weird and if my husband ever tries to be romantic I'm like just sh- shut up shut up it's just cringy I know I'll oh, pour him um, no I do in his little shed um, I mean you're hot and funny he can't have everything he can't have everything I guess you know, when he proposed that was alright that was you know. When he proposed, that was all right. Tell me more. Tell me more. Like, does he have a car? What was... What? Do you know what? (laughs) I was just like, look, he's a nice man. Nice man. We get on well. We get on. He's good at doing shit around the house. What more would you ever want? What more do you ever want? I now realise more money. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Harry,
0: we haven't talked to you for a little while. And I feel I'd like to throw this over to a gay man. What's romantic for you? Have you had any really romantic experiences? Not really? Not really? You haven't had any? Not, I've had, not particularly. Not particularly. What are you hiding from us? Because that, that's so... You thought about it and you were like, oh, no. And if you don't want to share it, you absolutely don't have to, but we'll all be disappointed. <laughs> An episode, oh a little bit, yeah. But don't, don't feel pressure, genuinely. There was one time when I went, went out and I was going to go see some friends and they cancelled me and came back. Then he'd arrange a little,
3: a little gathering for me in the kitchen with the said friends and then
4: everyone
0: else which was quite nice. Oh, oh, so you went out. There's an interesting one, though, that one, isn't it? Because it's a little bit manipulative. <laughs> yes, because yes, 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 because he, he, so if you're listening at home, you didn't hear that some friends said oh let's all go out and you arranged and you went out and they cancelled and you're like oh I'll just guess I'll just have to go home and when you went home your boyfriend at the time had arranged for those very self-same friends to be in your kitchen <laughs> even though you'd gone out to see them
3: that's I, so rude
0: <laughs> I'm not sure like so they all went surprise but, <laughs> but I, you, you were expecting to see them just in another more glamorous location <laughs>
3: Did he also was... clean your kitchen? Sorry? Did he clean your kitchen first? No. Oh,
4: rude. Was, like, he so your, rude.
3: was this your shared house? Yes. Ah. So, okay. he not, shared, but not He wasn't involved. I
0: don't know why he was even there, actually. What? He wasn't. Involved. How is was it romantic if he wasn't involved? I thought he was throwing you a surprise party. Maybe someone let him in like a cat or something. I don't know. Someone let him in like a cat. That's. that's, that's why the, str- the kitchen
5: and not the living room?
3: Oh uh, right!
5: The kitchen
0: is
3: the
5: student, living room. Uh, yes. has, yes. sure. Not yeah, sure.
3: Yeah. yeah, sure. Okay, um, I get it. You're, so you're
0: the, Consuela and Harry. You're both students. I work. You work. Okay, Consuela, you said you were doing. You would. <laughs> oh, Consuela, you're doing a masters. We're in the same undergrad. Are you in the same undergrad course? And now you're doing a post grad, and Harry's abandoned education. <laughs> to go out and make his way in the world and he's now going to the graduate school of life. What do you do, Harry? I work in advertising. Oh, madman. <laughs> do you know any Don Drapers? What's that? <laughs> are you joking? You're in advertising. Yes. And you don't know who Don Draper is? No. Are you in creative? No. What are you in? Accounts. Oh. <laughs> Then forgiven. don't say you're advertising. That's false advertising. Yeah. That's, that's false advertising. When we say you're advertising, we think Don or we think Roger. <laughs> um, uh, so you've got to pick one of those. Don me or Roger me. <laughs> or leave me forever. Okay, so things we'd cut out of romance if we could. If we were reinventing romance for the feminist age, what would you not want to have happen again?
3: All of it. Um, (laughs) What would I not want to have happen again? I think I like I'm a gooey romantic and I feel like that is very uh, like intimidating for new partners. And I feel like a globby goopy fool. And it would be great to not feel that way. Like I, I think it's really fun that like I, I'm a dumb romantic, but it feels like a diagnosis when a woman is romantic. Like it feels, feels that's like interesting and mental. feminist. It
0: feels like a diagnosis yeah. when a woman is romantic. Yeah, like it doesn't feel nor- okay, normal. Okay, so what you would like feminist romance to be is uh, you can normal. go in at any level. That's really that's so interesting. Cool. Again. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting because if a man comes outside a woman's house with a boombox, it's like, oh my God, it's the end of the movie. If a woman comes outside a man's house with a boombox, it's the beginning of the movie and it's a thriller. Yeah,
5: yeah,
3: exactly. That is exactly it. Psycho.
0: That's that's interesting. End end of movie and romance. I think it's my material now because I said it on stage. No, sorry, I want it. Oh, because you're doing a show about romance. Yeah, I want
3: it. You can have it.
0: Thank you. Okay, and that is romance. That's girlfriend romance.
5: There. So Um, you want to you want to be able to basically do all the romantic things to the guy.
3: I, like I'd like for there to be a mutual. Like I, I love receiving romance too; is great. But I, 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 I just like it's goofy, and I think I, I don't like the the imbalance. And I, I, I love my parents; they're wonderful. They raised me great. But in my household, it was very much my dad did the romantic stuff. I.e., on Valentine's Day, got all of the me and my sister and my mom, like got us all chocolates. Like it was it kind of institutionalized. Oh. Very sweet, but also, like, fuck off. Like, that, it's not setting me up for success for yeah. the rest oh, of my life. Because you're expecting that. Absolutely.
0: And you're not um, getting it? Uh-uh. Okay, all right. I didn't see a lot of romance in my house growing up, really, I don't think. No. Did you have a lot
5: of romance as to growing oh, up? Oh, good God, no. <laughs> good God. I've got, I mean, I've got an Arab father, which barely means he ever says he, like, likes me, let alone... He's just like, you're here. (laughs) But I bet he loves you with a passion. Well, I mean, I hope, but he wouldn't, he doesn't say it. I mean, even when I did Live at the Apollo, he ended that. I was just like, are you happy now, Dad? And he was like, are we done now? No, but he means it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Nobody's honest. (laughs) If you could reinvent romance so that the secret thing you love about it that you don't dare say you love because you go, I'm not a romantic, I don't like any of that. What is it, the thing that you would have from it?
5: I, I don't know. I do find it all a bit kind of awkward. How did your husband propose? He got... Someone pro-
4: Someone He's applauded in. at the
5: idea of your husband applaudi- <laughs> proposing there. He, um, he he proposed up a mountain in the Lake District. <gasps> I love that. Yeah. And uh, he got down on one knee and I went, oh, don't be a dickhead. And he went... He went, no, because I'm going to ask her to just shut up. Just shut up, yeah? I'm going to do this, whether you like it or not. He said the whole thing had been really stressful. He tried to ask my parents' permission. Yeah. That, but that's... my dad's deaf, so my dad was just in a restaurant going, I don't know what he's saying. And he was like, I just want your daughter's hand in marriage. And my dad was like, why would I give that? She's her own person. Piss off. So um, it was all very clunky. And then he just went, look, I just, like, will you marry me? And I thought it'd be really funny... to say no was it really funny it wasn't because oh that
0: that
3: that didn't land
5: that man's face (laughs) just crumbled and then I was like no 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 no, I'm joking yeah no I will I will everything's fine that's a little bit like
0: arranging to meet friends out (laughs) so that they can cancel on you and meet you be waiting for you at home This has been an absolutely fantastic episode of The Guilty Feminist. I don't know if it's our most feminist episode, but it's certainly been one of the most enjoyable. Um, I've really had a good time tonight. Have you had a good time? We're doing more shows here. Are all the other shows here sold out, Tom? Or are there still any tickets? Scattered seats. Well, that'll suit Consuela and Harry. (laughs) I've got to ask Harry Consuela and everyone who came thinking it was a play which is everyone who came has this been as good as the play you thought it would be? Sorry? Better. Okay. Wow. I just do want to do one very short scene from the play. Okay. Zoe, can you leave and then you have to come back in. You better take the mic. Okay. So I'll be sitting I'm going to be having a cup of tea and reading a newspaper because I think people do that in plays, don't
5: they? Maybe I'll make it. I'll be leaning. Mm. and arranging these candlesticks. Mm. And the, the,
0: play, the play is called The Guilty Feminist, by the way. Okay. okay. Do you think she'll be out in time for Christmas? I've got no idea. I mean, with sentencing these days, you can never tell, but apparently... Well, if she keeps
5: pegging Nazis, the way she's been going... I... Ding dong! Oh. Deliveroo.
4: I've, done it. <laughs> I've picked the Fuhrer. Sing. <laughs> and...
0: <laughs> I hope it wasn't disappointing in any way. Consuela's party. You have now at least had a play <laughs> that apparently was. N- uh called the guilty feminist but then it had one of those other little mini titles which was pegging the furor which i don't think i can say only zoe can say but she did say it now i've repeated and i feel dirty okay zoe do you have anything to plug yeah
3: i'm working on a brand new hour but it's currently a half hour it's a split show with another amazing comedian we're going to be doing tons of work in progress shows over the next few months prepping for fringe please come it's funny and I'd love to meet all of you and So you're see gonna be your doing faces. previews in London and previews then then in London Edinburgh Festival. And Edinburgh Festival, hopefully. Um, but like also a few other fringes before the Edinburgh fringe. And what's it called? It's called uh Tide for Second. Nice. Intriguing. Ooh, we want so more. Zoe
0: Brownstone. tied and and it is about romance
3: isn't it uh themes of romance and and being a jew we love it um we need more of it uh so if you want to come please come um follow me on instagram i'm at zoe brownstone um please follow me and come like i you guys are so great they are great aren't they follow us and come follow and come see (laughs) okay this is now veering
0: into an advert for your hinge profile yes
3: also that
0: (laughs) great
5: Thank you. Uh, so Zoe Brownstone, follow and come. Uh, that's a great name for your next show. Yeah, that should be your show. Esther Minito, anything to plug? Yes, I'm doing a show here in August, the 17th, 18th and 19th of August called Hell Hath No Fury. Oh,
0: I love that. Oh. Book tickets now because that will sell out and you know where this theatre is, so it's relaxing. <laughs> I need to say, Harry and Consuela, it's not a play. It's a stand-up comedy show, but you've already seen Esther do stand-up and you're definitely going to want to come to that uh find Zoe's uh shows go to Esther shows uh we've got more Guilty Feminist coming up here where apparently there are some scattered seats I'm sure that will sell out we're also got shows coming up at King's Place which is in King's Cross a nice arts center there so go to guiltyfeminist.com and just click on live shows and you'll see that I also have a play (laughs) oh (laughs) my very audience oh okay okay Harry it's in Chichester So you've got to get a train out of town, but it's a very well-respected theatre. Lots of Londoners go there and things sort of, you know, develop there and then they come into town. There's a very glamorous theatre, okay? It's called the Minerva at Chichester Festival Theatre. It's on all of September. I wrote it. I am not in it, but Alexandra Roach is in it. Uh, Greg Wise is in it. (laughs) Mr. Willoughby. Um, From Sense and Sensibility and many other things. He was also in The Crown. And uh, Susan McComa, who you know and love from this show as well as lots of telly shows. Uh, so uh, it's selling really well. They said to so when God, this show is like selling so, so well. So could you get tickets now? Because otherwise, you're not going to get to see it. All, it's on all of September. You do have to get a train to Chichester, but it's really lovely. You can have fish and chips by the seaside, and you still be home in time for bed. Um, <laughs> it's called Never Have I Ever. And it's about uh, two couples have known each other since university and they play a drinking game and sexy things and to you, and money and identity politics. And oh my God, what is this happening? Uh, so, please come and see that. Thank you so much. Huge round of applause for Zoe Brownstone, yeah. Estemanito, yeah. everyone at Soho Theatre, yeah. Harry, yeah. Consuela. Yeah. I've been Deborah Frazer's wife. We've been the guilty yeah. founders. Good night.
4: Yeah. You have been listening to the
0: guilty founders with me, Deborah! Francis- our host Zoe Brownstone and our very special guest Esther Manito. The recording engineer was Grundy LaZimbra, musicals by Mark Hodge, and the producer was Tom keep for the Spotlighter Shop. Thanks to Rachel Kraft, Gina DCO O'Sean, Muhammad and everyone at Soho Theatre. As well as all of you for listening, To more information about this and other episodes, visit guiltyfeminist.com. Um, did you bring that water out yeah. with you? Tom, it. no, no, no. We were told there would be water on the table. We ordered that from the patriarchy. And they said, <laughs> the patriarchy said, it's the least we can do after everything we haven't done. And I, I trusted that. you know, I trusted that because I'm a fool to myself. I've lived with the patriarchy all my life. It's given me very little. Um, but this tonight I went, I believe it'll come through.
3: And this, I don't trust men. So I brought yeah. my own. You brought your own. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Disappointing, disappointing for me. I've yet yet again. I've been disappointed by a man. Um, you haven't been because you haven't trusted a man. This is the first lesson in feminism, Consuela. <laughs> question feminism. Question feminism. Uh, I mean, Consuela, would you identify as a feminist? Just to be clear, just you do, and you're just looking at the. You just think it's fun to kind of play in the play in the. What can I do better? Oh gosh. Okay, we'll we'll. <laughs> I would need to know what you were doing now. Um, <laughs> that would be my first question. Uh, we may not be exactly the people to demonstrate how to do it better. <laughs> this is called the guilty feminist. Uh, and I'll tell you why, Consuela. Uh, I, I should do the plug for the... Po- I should do the, uh, the, sl- the slogan for the podcast. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> this is the guilty feminist. The podcasting... Oh, Just didn't have the right run-up, you know? Take two. Yeah. The Guilty Feminist is provided exclusively from Acast. Find it wherever you get
1: your podcasts. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalised card from Moonpig.